Jamie and Fortune's Betamax Dungeon. Welcome everybody to this week's edition of Betamax Dungeon with me, Mark Fortune. Uh, and me, Jamie Boar. Hey, Mark. Hello, listener. Uh, welcome to another banjo-spitting, toe-swallowing, get-down-on-your-knees-and-hail, uh, Elvira, Mistress of the Dark, episode of the Betamax Dungeon. It's hot in the dungeon this week, Mark. Oh, it's sweltering. Hot dungeon. Clammy, I'd say. Yes, it's not a dry heat either. It's a sweaty jungle heat in the dungeon. Yeah. It's made watching films... Hard work. Problematic. So, uh, yeah. Uh, as ever, uh, Igor is... Uh, oh, just, just, just before you do that... Oh, okay, sorry. Have you saw those um, mariachis out yet? It's kind of ongoing. They, you, you feel like they're infiltrating every aspect of your life. Well, I feel, Sometimes I feel like they could be coming in at any moment. But um, Igor, yeah, Igor is said that apparently he paid them off. Yeah. Um, but I mean, they're pretty nefarious. I'm not sure. I think that this is like a scam that they do. And they're going to come back, and he's going to need to keep paying them just to keep the mariachi out of his life. And he is at a point where he needs the mariachi <laughs> out of his life. I think we all are. I think um, we all are. Now, sorry, you were going to talk about what Igor's been up to this week. Yeah, you know, normal Wheel of Berkowitz bullshit. Uh, I'll just give you his diary entries. Yeah, just read them out. I'm not doing that in one right, rush okay. again. Yeah, no, yeah. We, everyone knows the drill now, Mark. Something we maybe didn't say beforehand... Uh, so, yeah, number one. Yeah, okay. One. Do you want to do the bullseye thing, or is that something that we've... No, we'll about that, okay. we'll, that didn't work, did it? Okay. Eagle's been to a couple of gigs. Okay. Uh, he went to see uh, Francis Lung. He went to see Crack Cloud. And he went to see Bambara. Bambara? Uh, are these real bands? Yes, they are real bands. They are real. Oh, right. Uh, number two. Okay. In two. Uh... Eagle went to the police about the dead guy in the bear costume that he found in the Why lower. Did he go? Oh. It's, yeah, number three. We, okay, we, number we three. may end up discussing that, Mark. Who knows? Uh, number three. Uh, Eagle, uh, you remember the dead uh, one-eyed gypsy fortune teller that was murdered horrendously? Yeah. Well, yeah, he rings a bell. while Eagle investigated her Airbnb for further clues. Yeah. And did turn up some stuff. Oh, did he? Yeah. Uh, okay. Uh, Hopefully, we'll land on that one. No, no. I maybe. Uh, <laughs> uh, four. Kip Cardigan, remember oh, Kip yeah. Cardigan from the? He went to the dimension yeah. of literary reversal. Yeah, yeah. He's come back. He's been debriefed. He's confirmed uh, that really he only survived due to his only ever reading textbooks. Five. I've got a question about that. Five. We'll, we'll see if we what? land on it. We'll see if we land on it. Mate. Five. Igor. So I got to really look at my notes here. Uh, Igor found an Incilius alvarius. Toad, commonly known as the Colorado River Toad, down the back of the chair in the dungeon book nook. What was what was the name of that toad? Uh, the Incilius Alvarius Toad. Is that like Latin name for it? I, I, that sounds like Latin. Otherwise what, yeah. known as the what toad? Colorado River Toad. In my chair? Down the back of the chair, Mark. I think it was dead. I guess it was dead. Oh. Anyway, not landed on that one, Mark. We haven't started... They're all scintillating well, they're, options, they're all Mark. so intriguing. We, I know. 
we, who knows where we're going to land? We know where we're going to land. So I'm winning. No, we don't know. No, where no, we're no. Yeah. The audience doesn't know, Mark. I'm spinning the wheel. Don't let's look behind the curtain, James. Yeah, it's, it's like the there is the no boss. curtain. There is no curtain, Mark. Spinning the wheel. Yes, what part of your body are you going to use to stop... Well, I don't need to know. Just stop the wheel with a part of your body, Mark. I'm going to stick my uh, finger in it. Put your hand in it, yeah. yeah. Okay. All right, what have you Ready? got? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's landed on number two. Number two. <clears throat> oh, is this the bear thing? Yeah. Wait, right. what's, why is... This is going to blow your mind. No, I've got a question first. Right, okay. Well, the other murder with the one I, um, fortune teller. The gypsy, one I, gypsy fortune teller. Yeah. Yeah. Did we say gypsy one eye fortune teller now? Yeah. She was a gypsy and she had one eye. Beads and everything, I reckon. No, she had like, you know, the hair, the head scarf and the big earrings. Yeah. Chucking curses around here. there. Well, I, I think she was a benevolent fortune teller. Right, but why did he go to the police? Why did he investigate that one himself? And the one in our dungeon, he's called the police on. Because the one in the dungeon, he isn't remotely invested in at all. It was just some random guy. in a. I know, but it was a random guy in a bear suit. And the gypsy fortune teller is already being investigated by the police. Igor is just trying to lend, like, a helping hand. And he's more invested in that because... Is he trying to drop me in it? No, no, not at all. The one-eyed gypsy fortune teller knew... You know, sadly, she's dead. But she knew about his past. She knew about his, like, heritage. It's fucking fucked up as it is. Sorry. As bizarre as his heritage is, she knew. She knew stuff. He knew, he wants to know. I wouldn't want to know. Anyway, what what what's going on with this bear? Oh, this is going to blow your mind, Mark. This is absolutely mind blown. Is it? Right. Okay. Let me brace myself. Right. The guy in the bear suit turned out to be Wendy Shito Fasado's husband, Etienne Mangup. Really? Yeah. Which is impossible because. Is he you could, killed the guy... Well, maybe killed the guy in the bear suit. Maybe that shouldn't say that's allowed on the podcast so everyone can hear it. Well, I it, know we've said it before, haven't we? We have said it before, Mark. Yeah, yeah, come, yeah Mark, come on. Come on. I know what I'm doing. Yeah, well, so you killed the guy in the bear face. suit. Yeah, that's fine. But that incident... <laughs> well, I, right. But I don't even know that you are guilty of murder because you couldn't possibly have killed Etienne Mangup. Well, no, because that was after. Exactly. He hadn't even started dating Wendy by that point. But he was missing last week, wasn't he? Yeah. They got married. Mm-hmm. Igor went to the wedding. Then, if you remember, Mark, we found his monogrammed cigarette case down the back of your chair in the, the book nook. Hmm. It's almost like someone's trying to frame you, Mark. Something is going on here. It's almost like someone is... Some Machiavellian kind of puppet master is pulling our strings. I don't like it. I don't like the sound of this. Where no. But wh- 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 why has he told the police now? Why did he come tell me first? Well, he, t- well, he told me. I thought, oh, yeah. that, that helps me out, doesn't it? Well, I don't... Let's me get my story straight. They're going to be ranting. Well, yeah, maybe you should have... Okay, that's an aspect I hadn't... Or he hadn't considered. <laughs> <laughs> but, but I don't see how you can be guilty of murdering a man that was alive... I don't really want ...when you did to actually murder a man. I don't think we should have the police in this dungeon. Well, yeah. We, uh, well, there's okay. torture devices everywhere. We haven't got rid of them yet. He, there's he, blue stuff coming off the walls we've got in bags. He did move the body. Um, he did do you that small favour, if you remember. 
Well, I don't know how he'd found a body anyway, because it was in the lake. Well, he dug, he, 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 it, it floated. You know, they're floaters, Mark. It floated up. The bear suit was particularly buoyant. He floated up. Igor fished him out. But he did move him out of the dungeon, just on. So it was almost like he died on the, like the front step. It's okay. It's You're wet. still in the clear. But he'd have been all wet and full of water. By the time he he <laughs> dragged him from the lower levels to the surface, oh, he had completely dried out. He ru- he'd he'd completely out. dried out. I don't think there's any particular connection. It, you couldn't possibly have murdered the guy that they found dead. But what happened to the guy that I did, maybe? I have no idea. Who was that guy? Where's he gone? And did you murder him, Mark? Maybe he wasn't dead. That's a possibility. Maybe. Maybe I just winged him slightly. Didn't you hit him with a blunt object? Possibly. Okay. And you, there was no real reason for you doing that, Mark. You just appeared and you hit him. There's a lot of freaky stuff in this dungeon. Hang on, he wasn't dressed like the um, that bear. That, he wasn't dressed like Paddington Bear. It was what like a duffel coat. <laughs> it was a. It looked like a bear. Okay. It wasn't like a. It, didn't, it looked like an a, actual a, bear. A, an actual bear. Okay. So I was defending. So myself. that you're already getting your defence. Uh, I don't know why I have to defend myself against. Well, if it ever gets to that point, I don't Mark, know why it would be because he's been taken if, out of the dungeon now. If if it ever turned into a courtroom drama, mm. you've already got your defence lined up. If just say it ever should go that way, Mark. we don't need the police down here. No, no, I know. That means I, I I'm going to have to go to them to keep them away from here. I, as far as I'm aware at the moment, you're not in any way linked to the crime. I mean, well, we, I didn't kill him. So no, that's what I mean. Right. You didn't. You didn't kill him. You it's just. A, it's just somebody's just recycled the bear suit. Yes, that's weird, isn't it? Is it the same bear suit? I, I would guess it was. There's got to be a connection, Mark. You hit a guy in a bear suit over the head with a heavy object. Yeah, and then. Like what? Two months later, some other guy that you couldn't possibly have killed turns up in that bear suit yeah, in I, the same place. How do we know it's the same bear suit. Well, he was in the same place. He was in the, that big lake at the bottom of the dungeon. Where? Where? It's you the fancy dress left? shop. Yeah. <laughs> we have to phone up the fancy dress yeah. shop. Say, are you missing two bear suits? Maybe. I've not really investigated it, Mark. You know, I just, I'm, you know, like I said, it's a paradox. The big question is. Who was who was the guy you hit on the head? Didn't and how did Etienne Man- Mangup end up here? Maybe it's a paradox in the vortex. I don't know. I'm always a bit wary of that Wendy, you know. Well, we went, but I didn't like her before. No, I know. She's a strange bird lady. Anyway, uh, so the other thing I, we should say, uh, or I will say briefly, before we get into the classic movie that we talked about, Mark, yeah. uh, is, is another kind of semi-feature. I've given you a big stick. Right, yeah. and if at any point in the evening's conversation I actually start to repeat myself, then you are going to beat me silly with that stick. All right, agreed. Okay. What can I use? Well, the stick I've just given you. No, hang on, not on. yeah, that's fine. Yeah, hang on. Let me just reach for the stick. It could have been a metaphorical stick, Mark. You're no, actually, actual that stick. is an actual stick in your hand. Yeah, but yeah, yeah but watch. Ah. <laughs> Oh, I hope the mic picked up the sound effect. Yeah, it's uh, yeah. the sound effect <laughs> of me being hit with that thing. I, I hadn't repeat. I hadn't repeated myself. But if I do, then because we'll try and we got the swear jar. We have got the swear jar, and now we've got the stick of repetition. Fucking stick of repetition. Yeah. Uh, okay. I mean, don't be afraid, Mark. If I do, just beat me silly. With okay. It. 
Jamie and Fortune's Betamax Dungeon. What movie are we talking about this week, Jamie? <laughs> What's the matter? I spilled beer down my face. Oh. Tonight, Mark, we're talking about uh, 1987 uh, classic Robocop. Robocop. Um, the future of law, law enforcement. Um, Paul Verhoeven? Directed by Paul Verhoeven, that's right. Was that his first big Hollywood film? Didn't he do... He did Flesh and Blood, didn't he, before, with Rutger Hauer? Maybe. Have you seen that? Nope. Um, I don't know that I've ever properly seen it, and I'll tell you why, because uh, I, I watched it at home when I was young, with me mum and dad, and there was a bit of a... There was a bit of a rapey scene that showed up. Right. And... Uh, my mum was mortified and said, oh, I'm just going to go and make a cup of tea. <laughs> Which would, if there was, if any time something in a movie did get a bit like that, my mum would be oh. like, oh yeah, I'm just going to go and, yeah. And I think we, yeah, that, that's all I remember about it, really. Right, what did your dad do? What did your dad do in that situation? Because my, my, just, I don't know, I he just sort of, my dad isn't easily embarrassed. Well, when, when I was a kid, this is interesting, really, because when I was a kid and anything fruity came on, especially when videos came out and it was like, oh, it doesn't matter, it's an 18, it's just violent. So they put it in, we start watching oh, violence it. Violence is fine, yeah. Violence is all right, but a little yeah. bit of two people having a bit of romance. It might actually happen in your life. Yeah, yeah, no, you can't watch that. You're not watching that. No, you would just turn it off. Yeah. We're not watching that. I'm like, but then, like halfway through a film. But then, but then when you... I mean, I'm not a parent, but then if you put yourself in that position, yeah, you you wouldn't want to be the person that had been showing his child sexy stuff. Yeah, but I was, it's not like I was. No, I know, I know, it's not I like know. I was eleven. No, I know. I was about like, like thirteen, fourteen. Can you remember the really bad uh, uh, Eddie Murphy movie with uh, Dudley Moore in called De- uh, Best Defense? And it was a real shambolic yeah, production. Yeah, like two films stuck together? Yeah, so they just, they got Eddie Murphy in, they stuck them together. Eddie Murphy was huge at the time. This was like off the back of Beverly Hills Cop, around the same time. And um, I remember my dad had rented it. And at the start of that film, there's a bit of a sex scene with Eddie Murphy and a lady. And my, I can remember my dad saying, right, yeah, I've got that film you wanted, but... You can't watch. You can't watch the bit at the start. You know, it's a little bit sort of sexy. You know, I even remember. I'm sure he said. Even me, mum. Even me and your mum don't do this. And, <laughs> right. And then, but then, no. What? But then, How old were you? I don't know. I don't know. Must, I don't hang know. on. That's, I, I, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Why would you say that? We're, we're going to cut all this bit. No, back. no, no. Why then, would you say that? He was just joking about. He was just sort of like, you know, we were of a certain age. We weren't that young. Um, but then instead of just starting the film after the bit he objected to, yeah, so <laughs> we saw the whole thing, but like at warp speed. So, so it was like, okay, so it traumatised me, but just even quicker than if we'd watched it at normal speed. And it wouldn't, I mean, to be honest, it wasn't any, you know, it wasn't anything. It was, a, it was a relatively mild sex scene, I think, if I'm being honest. I can't even, I can't even remember it. Terrible film, though. Well, yeah, I like Dudley Moore and I like Eddie Murphy. Yeah, because that's what dragged us into it. I know, and they don't share a scene. No, they're not in a... Is it two films stuck together? Pretty much, yeah, yeah. Yeah. The one... Yeah, they were going to do... Yeah, anyway, Robocop, Mark. Yeah, Robocop. Um, 
So Paul Verhoeven. So I mean, he uh, obviously a Dutch director. Have you seen um, any of his Dutch films? Uh, I've not. I hadn't seen any of his films prior to his Hollywood stuff. Mm-hmm. I have seen. Um, is it L? E double L E, and it's got. Is it? Uh, oh, what's Isabel? Huppert, isn't it? Hang on, I'm totally mangling that name. That's not about you to mangle some of these names. No, I'm terrible. Isabel Hubbard. I might be wrong. It's weird in this modern age of technology, I should really know it immediately. But Anyway, we're not talking about that. No, I know, I know. Well, we are, and I've guffed it already, Mark. Um, (laughs) And he's also, didn't he recently do that nun, like a... It's like a sexy nun movie, isn't it? A sexy nun. Is it Ben? Is it Benedetta? Don't know. Well, genuinely, I don't know. I know it's three big films. I think it's about like a, a lesbian nun. Oh right. Okay. But it's like a poor, you know, it's Paul Verhoeven, so I'm guessing it's gonna be worth a watch. With weird adverts in it. Um, he's a. I've got to be honest with you. He's kind of hit and miss. Any, I think. Of all, uh, uh, as we were preparing for this, you look back at his Hollywood movies, and uh, there's some. There's some pretty I mean there are classics and there are some pretty poor what would you movies. think is his classics just 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 go through them quickly well I I I gotta be honest I think Robocop is probably his his best um uh Flesh and Blood like I said earlier I have vague memories of that I could probably do a re-watching that I love Total Recall mm-hmm. um Basic Instinct I loved it at the time it seems aged poorly. Yeah, of course it has. Yeah, yeah, and I mean, it, uh, it's a terrible, it's just a terrible script story, isn't yeah. it? Really, it's it just like it seems a, like a sync with the rest of his stuff. I think it's a, it's like a, it's a below average kind of murder mystery. It's like it should be on Channel Five at three. Yeah, and they've just sort of spiced it up with it's a one bit of, those of Channel Five sex detective things. Yeah. Michael Douglas wears one of the worst Jumbles sweaters in a nightclub. Yeah, it's, it's unforgivable for that, really. Um, so, Basic Instinct. Uh, I did Starship Troopers. I don't go mad on. I kind of like what he was trying to do. I yeah. like how by the end you're like, oh god, hang on, we're the we're the Nazis, yeah. we're the space Nazis. Yeah, I like that, but. And I like Michael Ironside in that. I like Michael Ironside in anything. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah, I can see what he's trying to do with that. And I'd like the way he chose all those pretty actors to get mullered. And they were all pretty vacuous. They were almost deliberately just kind of pretty yeah. actors. They weren't particularly yeah. good. No, but I think that was the whole point. Yeah. I think people either yeah. got that or didn't. Yeah. Um, it's a bit weird. Similar thing happened with Starship Troopers that did happen with Robocop where they made sequels and TV shows that completely missed the point of what yeah. they were originally about. Well, that um, that happened a lot to Paul Verhoeven, really, when you think about it, because he started Robocop, yeah. and then there were sequels to that that he didn't have anything to do with. Um, Starship Troopers, that had sequels yeah. that he didn't have anything to do with. I've got a feeling Hollow Man, did Ho- was there a Hollow Man 2? Um, he didn't have anything to do with that. Um, yeah, I think there was, yeah. And there was a basic instinct. There's, there's a basic instinct too. Yeah, that came out about 30 years later. Yeah, it? I mean, I, have you seen that? I've not. No, David Morrissey in it, didn't it? Yeah. I, I haven't seen it. I no, I haven't. I haven't I, uh, Sharon Stone in it. Are you, if you're going to do... Ba- 
I don't know. Surely, I mean, you would think you'd have to have Sharon Stone, wouldn't you? If you're going to be basically some of them, one of them. Yeah. Are they both alive at the end? I can't remember. You don't even really know if she, if you, is it her? I don't care. Let's go for yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Robocop. Let's go for the cast of Robocop. Yeah, okay. So, uh, uh, Peter Weller is uh, Alex Murphy, Robocop. Peter Weller. He, he's, his performance in this oh, is outstanding. Like, it? You know, um, he oh, really was... puts himself out there. And there are some things where uh, he must have known he was looking ridiculous, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and that, I mean, that for any ego, you know, even a moderate ego... That must have been tough work for him, I think. Yeah. Um, yeah. So kudos to Peter Weller. I I think it's his best film. Yeah, I don't. Can I probably couldn't name more than three of his other films, to be honest. Uh, well, he was mine that popped up on my radar quite a lot. Well, he was in um, he was in Naked Lunch, wasn't he? He was in the Cronenberg adaptation of Burroughs's Naked Lunch. Yeah. And he was okay in that. He, I would argue he was maybe a little bit miscast, but he he was okay in that. Um, was he in Western? Might have been. I can't fit. Um, he was in Of Unknown Origin, which was. I don't know if I've ever seen that, but in it, like a family move into a house and there are like giant rats or something in the walls. Or something like that. I, I've never that seen that. It's very 80s. It is. I've, yeah, it's, yeah. <laughs> it might even turn out to be aliens. I don't know. I've never seen it. Um, I would, but I've just never got around to it. Um, and uh, as we said earlier, he was a pretty good villain in the uh, second, yeah, it? Star Trek in the Darkness. Yeah, um, he's okay in that. Yeah, he's and he's popped up in loads of other stuff over the years that you've probably forgotten about. But he's always going to be Robocop. He was he? Batman in um, an animated version of the Dark Knight Return. No, was it? I don't know. Is it Dark Knight Returns? I don't know. I don't. No, the Fox the Frank Miller book. Dark Knight Returns. Yeah, he yeah. was the he was the voice of the. Bruce Wayne in that. Yeah, because of that. Is that really accurate to the... Uh, yeah. So it's pretty... Accurate. It's pretty accurate. It's pretty good. Pretty nasty. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. okay. Um, okay. Um, so Peter Weller. Uh, Nancy Allen is uh, his partner, Lewis. Yeah. Um, she was also in... I'm pretty sure she was in Dress to Kill. She's been a few Brian De Palma yeah, films. Was she married to him or something? Uh, maybe. Or she was... They were together. She yeah, was in as well, I think. Yeah, um, John Travolta is that right? Blowout. Blowout. Yeah, Blowout was the uh, yeah, and uh, Antononi did blow up, and that's got David Hemmings in. Right. Okay. And then Brian De Palma. The sound one. Yeah. Yeah. It is, yeah. Which is Blowout. Mm. Um, so it's like his like Dress to Kill is kind of his take on Psycho. Blowout is his take on Blow Up. Right. Blowout's a great De Palma movie, by the way, if you haven't seen it. Really good. Travolta's really good in that. And um, I, I Wasn't she also... I think Nancy Allen was also in Dress to Kill. Yeah, she was. She was a prostitute. Yeah, she Sorry, gets, sex worker in... Um, yeah, she gets killed, I think. I don't know that she does in... I can't remember. It's been I don't know that long, she does in Dress time. to Kill. It's been a long, long time since I've watched that. Um... But I mean, I mean, in RoboCop, she's—I mean, she's great in that. She's uh, apparently they cut her hair and cut her hair because he really wanted her to be desexualized. He didn't want there to be any audience kind of anticipation of a romance between RoboCop and Lewis. Um, I don't is, think there was any ever, ever any danger of that, was there? 
Anyway, maybe to begin with, when they first meet and he's a human, there's yeah, maybe, maybe. A... not when he's walking around with like a giant metal. I can't imagine that she would go with him. I can't imagine he's got any tackle. His robot got cop got. Well, no, they took his arm off. He had an arm left. Yeah, and they took that off. An arm's an arm. Would they have taken his? Surely they wouldn't have taken his. That just that's just barbaric. What taking his tackle? Yeah, yeah of course. I he guess did. they did. Of course he did. Yeah, well, he's basically a head on a stick with a fucking. Well, I know, but that's a swear word. Sorry. But he, he, well, yeah, okay. They are. That's one of the main things about the film, isn't it? Just how like uh, unendingly unsympathetic and callous people are to everyone else. Um, We'll get to that. Um, So yeah, Nancy Allen, uh, she's great. Um, Main. Main bad... Well, he's not really the main bad guy. Kind of. Uh, Kirkwood Smith is Clarence Bodica. He's he's probably in my top ten movie villains of all time. Oh, he's time. a great villain. He is a brilliant and villain. And he's a chewing that scenery like Christ. Yeah, no, he's brilliant. But I, 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 he gets the best lines. Oh, of course he does. Um, he's a great villain. Um, get me my fucking phone call. Yeah, I, give me my fucking phone call. Um I think you're okay, you're okay swearing if it's a quote. If it's a quote from the film, I think you're all right. Okay. Um, but apparently that was all ad-libbed, wasn't it? And yeah, him spitting. Yeah. Spits he, on a desk. And I think he kind of said that Paul Verhoeven liked it because it was just a bit more bloodletting. He yeah. just wants... Yeah, he just oh, there's some bloodletting. Blood yeah, there's more blood. Oof. Paul Verhoeven loves bloodletting. He does love bloodletting. Um, so, Kirkwood Smith, yeah, brilliant villain. Miguel Ferrer. Is that right, Miguel Ferrer? Miguel. 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 Yeah. Miguel. Why you stop struggling on foreign sounding names? I just because I hate not <laughs> Miguel Ferrer. Any crack on? Uh, he plays Bob Morton. Who's uh, Bob Morton? Bob oh. Morton is the oh, OCP yeah. executive yeah, 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 yeah. who creates RoboCop. Yeah. Uh, did you watch it? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, just double checking. Uh, Ronnie Cox is uh, oh, of course Miguel Ferrer was also uh, he was in Twin Peaks. Um, he's been in loads of stuff. So he was Ray Wise, wasn't he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, he, uh, Miguel Ferrer's been loads of stuff over the years. He's in a um, film where he gets his kidney taken out in a bath, if I remember right. I'm sure, pretty sure it's him. Anyway, carry on. Um, I'm intrigued by that. Uh, Ronnie Cox uh, is uh, Dick John- Dick Jones. Sorry, I was say Dick Johnson. <laughs> Dick Johnson. That's, That's an unfortunate yeah, name. Dick and Johnson. <laughs> no, he's Dick Jones. Um, oh, he's great. He's great during the scenery as well. He's a good villain. And Ronnie, uh, now's a good time to say Kirkwood Smith and Ronnie Cox were both really cast against type because Kirkwood Smith was he the father in Dead Poet Society? I don't know, he was the father in that 70s show, wasn't he? Yeah, but that was a comedy run. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think in... Um, I might be wrong. I'm pretty sure he's the father in Dead Poets Society. And he's the father that is, like, insisting that his son either becomes a lawyer or a doctor. And his son wants to be an actor. He's played Puck in Midsummer Night's Dream. Right. And he, he commits suicide. Because his dad is saying to him, you can't be an actor, you're not doing this. I'm going to send you to a military school. You're looking at me like you've never seen Dead Poets I've Society. I've never seen Dead Poets Society. You've never seen Dead Poets Society? No. You need to watch it, Mark. Okay. Well, oh, go. Mark, it'll cheer you right up. It's such an uplifting... Will it? Oh, yeah, God, it's such a heartwarming, uplifting kind of... 
hug of a movie. You'll oh, be crying by the end, Mark. I guarantee it. Oh, I'll watch it. Anyway, right. Just crack on with this one. I can't believe you've not seen that. Well, um, lots of films I haven't seen. Uh, so, yeah, Ronnie Cox. Um, Deliverance. He was in Deliverance. He did, like, the Jewel of the Banjo scene. Yeah. Jewel in Banjos. Um, and he also, he dies in a particularly nasty way, doesn't he? They find him down the river in his arms yeah. or... Like, yeah, there's a lot of things happen to him when he dies with his arms. It's all wonky, isn't it? His arms yeah. all wrapped up around his head. Well, we'll get to it a bit later with his arms. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I noticed that. Yeah. It's ri- ridiculous, isn't it? Well, we might as well talk about it now, won't we? Well, no, no, we'll get yeah, to we'll it. We'll get to it, we'll get to it. Just, yeah, don't let me forget. I won't forget because it's stuck out in my mind. <laughs> um, so, yeah, in, uh, so after... After Deliverance, Ronnie Cox generally got pretty um, sympathetic kind of roles. Mm. He was sympathetic characters. Um, then he played the villain here, one of the villains. Um, and then after this, obviously, he was the villain in Total Recall. Yeah. Was he Cohagen? Cohagen, yeah. Um, and he was also in Beverly Hills Cop. He wasn't. Was he the chief? Yeah, he was Bogomil. Bogomil. Yeah, and he, he comes good at the end, doesn't he? He's a bit of a hard-ass to begin with, but by the end, he's on, yeah, he's on Axel's side. And he kind of... He's all right. Bogomil. Yeah. It's a weird name to choose for a character, isn't it? Well, I don't know. that Bogomil. Was that his name? It was Bogomil. I'm pretty sure it was Bogomil. I haven't heard that since I last watched Beverly Hills Is this the man that wrecked the buffet at the Harrow Club this morning? (laughs) (laughs) (coughs) Yeah. So, yeah, Ronnie Cox. And uh, then we've also got... Sorry, it's getting a bit dark. My eyes are... Dan, I'm going to struggle with the surname. Dan O'Hillary. Dan O'Hillary. Yeah, and he was uh, he plays the old man, like the owner of OCP. Yeah. Um, he was also in Halloween Three. He, he was, the, was, and I can't remember the name of the character. Yeah, no, I can't. He was the evil toy master, toy maker. Yeah. Um, what is his name in that? I should know it, and I've forgotten. Um, Silver Shamrock. Three more days to Halloween. What was his name? I don't know, I can't remember it. Jamie and Fortune's Betamax Dungeon. Conal, that's it, Conal. Conal? Conal. Conal Cochran. Conal? Conal. 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 Yeah, but let's not get into Irish. Yeah, no, because we're struggling with Conal Cochran. We're going to struggle like the other pyramid. Right, so that's the cast done. Yeah, Ray Wise also pops up, doesn't he? Oh, yeah, of course he does. Nash. Yeah. Um, Didn't do a lot, really. No, not really, but all of those henchmen of Clarence Bodica, they're all good at being repellent, yeah, horrible, all horrible repellent. And that Emil guy, I, di- I didn't write down his name. Oh, was that the guy who goes... Uh... He does the toxic waste bath at the end. Yeah. Um, I didn't write that actor's name down, but he's kind of a good, horrible, you know, henchman kind yeah. of role. Um, so... I expect you think you're pretty smart. Yeah. Do you can outsmart a bullet? Yeah, he's nasty. So you want to do the synopsis? No, you can do the synopsis. Why have I got to do the synopsis? Because I did it last time. Okay, all right. It's a near dystopian future. The The planet is ravaged by war, crime, and more worrying. People are just so desensitised to it and uncaring and just just really used to it. It's the, it's the norm. It's the, the norm. norm. It's horrible. Um, and in this futuristic environment uh, police work uh, police forces have been uh, privatised have basically been uh, the funding and running of police forces has been outsourced to private companies 
uh, one particular company in old Detroit uh, is trying to deal with a particularly nasty crime problem and yeah. starts investing into more scientific robotic solutions with varying results. It's basically, you know, I mean, let's be fair. It's Robocop. Uh, it's a gory sci-fi takedown of corporate America in the guise of an all-out action movie. Okay, should we just go through the plot then? Well, no, I just did the synopsis. Let's just get on to what we think about it. Everyone knows the plot of Robocop. Let me just shut this. I'm going to turn the light on. I can't see bugger all. Yeah, we don't have to shut the door to turn the light on. Right, but then people could see me. We can see through the fucking window. No one's going to come to the window, Mark. Well, they might do. <coughs> Someone could be watching me. Um, okay, Mark, so Robocop. Wait, I, I've seen Robocop thousands of times. Um, I've seen it thousands of times. Five-star movie? Yeah. yeah. Is that the end of the podcast? We no, not at all. No, not at all. What are your takeaways from our more recent viewing of it? Uh, I think it's dated a little bit. Yeah. Um, was it 1987? 1987, yeah. Um, it's interesting looking back at the 80s view of the future, near future. And they, they basically just tie the cars up a bit. And, um, they're not far off. In, su- in some things, they're a million miles away. What are they a million miles away with? Um, well, robot, robotic cops, for a start. That's pretty far <laughs> off. Yeah. Um, they kind of, quite see I, don't, I don't think... I, maybe the most reassuring thing is that humanity hasn't become that cynical in that desensitised. If anything, people are more caring now. Yes. All that horrible stuff is going on. Yeah. Um, but that's the one thing they got wrong. People are, are not that uncaring. Yeah. Thank God. Um, did we mention that Rob Bottin did the... Oh, we were going through the cast. Rob Bottin did the designs for the Robocop suit. Yeah. Uh, obviously, he did the thing that we spoke about a few weeks ago. Yeah. He... Um, he doesn't really. He didn't really get his. Everyone talks about Tom Savini in KMB. Rob Bottin doesn't really get. Or they talk about um, Stan Winston. Yeah. Rob Bottin doesn't get mentioned anywhere near as much as he should. I mean, even for the thing alone, he should be spoken about in the same regard. And the RoboCop suit is awesome. Was he? What was the film where Stan Winston sort of took over? Didn't Stan Winston do some stuff in The Thing? And then Rob Bottom took over? Maybe. Or, or or am I thinking The Howling? Might have been The Howling, Might yeah. Have been the, yeah, we're getting on to yeah, a whole other podcast there. Yeah, sorry, that was me who took off on that text. So, um, so, so, watching Robocop now... Yeah. What, what are your... What, what do I think? Well, yeah, well, yeah. Tell me what you think. What uh, are your yeah, takeaways? No, I, was, I, was, I mean, everyone know we everyone knows the story of Robocop, don't they? Really? Yeah, I like the way. What I did notice this time was um, after we got to talk about the the big scene that everybody spoke about when it first came out was uh, and it was got, it got sampled on hip hop records and everything, didn't it? The the please put down your weapon scene. Oh, 30 se- seconds to comply. Twenty seconds to comply. Is it started at thirty? No. Is it 20 seconds? It's 20, 15. Oh, okay. Um, he puts it down before... I am yeah. not authorised to use physical force. He doesn't muck around either. No, he doesn't. 
Uh, I'm very disappointed, Dick. (laughs) That, see, now, when he says that, it suddenly struck me, this is more of a comedy than I realised when I was younger. Yeah. Because you've just seen the absolute chaos of this walking tank just decimate I mean the version I watched was the extended version so it went on for quite yeah, a while yeah me too it's real squibby isn't it yeah. when the when the um, the yeah what's, the exact, what's the guy's name uh, Kenny Kenny yeah, yeah. Um, and he's just like a low level kind of company exec in yeah. the boardroom way out of his depth kind don't of know thing why they handed him a desert eagle yeah just like a desert eagle handy just just, handy, just, the, just pointing that out for the sake of the demonstration and the way those guys are trying to pull those wires out, you keep seeing that same shot about five times. <laughs> in that, so, but I mean, that's our first introduction to Ed Two Hundred Nine. Yeah. So we already know it's a massively flawed product. Yeah. You know, it don't work. No, it doesn't work. And then later on, it can't. It can't <laughs> even do stairs. No. It can't walk downstairs. <laughs> so not. I mean, it's, how does it get out of steps out of the building? Well, you tell me. <laughs> I don't know how... go anywhere. I mean... I don't know what they think that they thought that was going to do. No. It seems like OCP has got a pretty poor attention to product yeah. detail. Do you know what I mean? Uh, I mean, they get lucky with Robocop, don't they? I mean, as we discover through the course of the film, yeah. it's not OCP that makes Robocop. It's Murphy. It's, it's his heart still there and we get to all that it's the ghost in the machine yeah makes it at the end um so basically i mean robocop really on the face of it was always very much like a cartoony kind of comic book uh you know gory silly action movie yeah but and i knew it at the time i appreciated it at the time but more so as you get older it is really talking more about sort of capitalism mm. uh, the nature of corporations um, how how corporations are kind of uh, basically driven by profit yeah, so that's well, capitalism isn't it so there are certain things that they really shouldn't maybe well they shouldn't know, be getting involved with the shouldn't police have their, shouldn't have their hand in or hospitals no, or the military, maybe. But then we already know that that is the case. Yeah, but the, yeah, but the, the military drives technology, doesn't it? Mm. Because they're always looking for something bigger, slicker, faster, more destructive, and all that technology feeds into our everyday life. That's how that works. I'm it does, get, yeah. Well, that's, we're not getting away from that. So No, not at all. And I mean, uh, it, and in some ways, this film very much addresses it. It kind of almost completely coming out from a different way but almost like Videodrome you remember when we were talking about Videodrome yeah, ages yeah. ago like about how hum- humanity and technology are con- con- constantly butting up against one another yeah. and the big fear is that humanity will go humanity will disappear and the <laughs> machines will be well but then it's like let me ask you this if, uh, if Every part of your body was turned into a robot. Why would it be? Just say. Oh, hypothetical. Okay. Just say. Um, are you still you? Your brain is intact. It's you. You're, you're you've got your memories. Brain, okay. So is it only when your brain is gone that you're not you? Or... What do you mean? Well, so say they take away your brain. Say they just put in a computer. Well, yeah, you're not there anymore, are you? So, okay. So it all comes down to your brain. Yeah. 
you're yeah, gonna, hit me, you're gonna hit me with some weird shit now. No, not at all. No, I'm just listening to what you have to say. But no, I mean, it, I mean, if they could basically, you could be in head, head, head in a jar, and you'd still be you. But There's then, what they stick that head on there? But then, still you. but then, Robocop presents us. With, I mean, he gets shot in the head. His brain is destroyed. Well, it's not destroyed, is it? Completely. He gets shot in the head, Mark. Point blank range. Yeah, but it's, I mean, that's it's a bullet clearly in the not, head. It's clearly not gone completely, is it? But then, but then, I think Robocop is presenting us with the idea of like a human soul that. Um, okay, he's got shot in the head. His body is dead. He's been shot in the head. They've taken it. They even took more body parts so off him they, than they, they needed to. He he's dead. His brain so, is right, dead. If, if he's dead, his brain is dead. Yeah. What was the point? Because there was still some part of him alive. There was some human soul. A go- no, there no, was no, a no. ghost in no, the no, machine. No, no, no. no. So uh, from, his, o, from OCP's point of view, if his brain was completely knackered and not working, what was the point? His brain was working to a certain extent. It must have been. Otherwise, have been, the whole thing would have been pointless. But he was basically working off prime directives that they'd put in there. He wouldn't act in... Like... No, he wasn't. But they, if, it was, if, he was, if his brain was destroyed, what did they use? His face? Well, they what was just... the point of that? Well, yeah, that, you do wonder why... Why did they use his face? They wonder why they kept his face. You wonder, yeah, you, yeah. <laughs> Why did they keep his face? Whoa, we've hit upon a massive stumbling block here. Right? <laughs> so they really fucked up with a like a hundred percent robot, yeah. which was Z two oh nine. Yeah, it's terrible. Yeah, and then they thought, right, okay, I know what we need to do. We need to mingle in little bits of a dead human guy. Yeah, just to then it'll work. I thought, I thought, because when he gets shot on the head, he doesn't die till he's on the operating table. He's still alive. That's true. Yeah. He, he's going right because he yeah. sees everything fading out and he sees. He's That's doing, right. Yeah. So his brain is still. Some small part. Well, yeah, really, still. Yeah, really, I mean. Yeah, you still. People get shot on the they, head. Re- they really shoot the hell out of that guy, don't they? I mean, yeah, only, like, one, only one in the head. I mean, that first one when they take his hand off, it's like, ooh. That's yeah. <laughs> even, really, I went, even I went, ooh. It's a really. The, the Murphy. But then it's so well done because. After that, you're a hundred percent on board with his revenge. Yeah, of course because they're horrible. They are horrible, yeah, over the cartoon, nasty villains. Um, you know, in we as we said earlier, we already know we're living in a particularly callous world. But how they treat him and how they're laughing and joking about killing him yeah. is so callous. That as a kid, that I mean, was I, more scary than anything. Though. What was I twelve yeah, when I watched uh, RoboCop? I mean, that stuck with me. That oh. right, I think Robocop was one of those films that uh, people have said they watched when they hadn't. Because they didn't want to be left out. Oh, yeah. There's been loads of them Robocop. over time. Which Robocop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you like it when that bit happens? Yeah, yeah, that's the best bit. That bit didn't happen. But then, yeah, then there would, yeah, there would be other times where people would say, oh, I've seen this. And you'd be like, oh, great. What was it like? Tell, tell me a bit. And they'd tell you a bit. And then you'd get to watch it, and you'd be like, what was that bit? That bit didn't happen at all. Yeah, yeah. There was probably a lot of that going on back in that. But then, I mean, I mean, was 12 the right age to... I mean, I don't... I worked out all right, Mark, but I mean... No, probably not. I I don't know. I, I, I think it was a very formative time in my life. I mean, like I was saying to you earlier, I've seen it so many times. Robocop was such a key part of my childhood. Yeah, because you, you saw it right at the right time. It was uh, a good year for films, that year. It was, yeah. Robocop, yeah. Predator. Yeah. For action movies yeah, in particular. Yeah. 
Um, and I mean, that's the thing I love about RoboCop is it kind of has its it has its cake and eats it yeah, in the sense that it is absolutely ripping the mick out of action films. It is totally oh, laughing yeah. at that kind of thing. Yet there are still really great action well, sequences. Well, there's, there's a bit in it where all the guys got those big guns and they're looking for him. Yeah, and he's got the drop on him, and he just goes, "Are you looking for me?" And you're like, "What are you do that for? You could have, <laughs> you, could, you could have just shot him off." Yeah, I know, but that that was kind of an that was a bit of an action film. Yeah, that I was still what... don't understand why they kept his face. <laughs> I don't. I don't understand why they kept his face. But they did. But there wouldn't necessarily be any. They wouldn't need to remove it if it was there. It but was why just... did they need it? And his eyes. Well, I think they needed his eyes. Which is, I, I, don't, I don't know. Just I seemed, don't know. But I they... don't get how a cyborg entirely works, Mark. I mean, a cyborg is a weird concept, isn't it? When you think about well, it. Yeah, but no, I don't think they know understood. But I mean, see, like if you look at DC Comics cyborg, or yeah. even if you look at Iron Man from Marvel, yeah. the technology and the mechanics is to keep them alive. Mm. So it's to preserve as much of the human part of them as they can. Whereas in RoboCop, we already know they don't really give a toss about any of the human no. parts of him. So you wonder why... What did they need? I guess they felt that they needed a human brain. Because Ed 209 was a robot. Yeah. It was faulty. And I guess they... It's not... They needed to make more of that in the film. They needed to let you know that... I think Ed 209... I think Dick says it at one point. that They're trying to sell him to the military as well. Yeah. Because it would work on a battlefield. It just makes so much money for him. Yeah. And he even says, who cares if it works? Who cares if it works? Yeah. It's just, you know. Yeah, they'd had contracts. They was, was it off, like, parts and things like that? And he, yeah. I can't remember what he says, but Doesn't they've got a whole thing set down, up yeah. where they've just been making money off it. They've just been making money off it. Um, it's very callous as well. When that guy does get shot over the table, the way um, they just dismiss it, yeah, but the whole the, two, the, the three of them go up in a lift to this meeting. Yeah, yeah, and he two just sees go, it as an opportunity. Ed Bob he, Morton is just yeah, like, he just, oh yeah, he goes, you, he goes, what about Kenny? He goes, ah, oh. you say, ah, oh, that's it's life in the city. Yeah, that's no, no, life like, in the city. And then they just get on with their lives. Yeah, it's like you've just seen a man get this horribly, horribly shot. It's so squibby, isn't it? I love a good squib death. When I love very that. squibby. Yeah, they don't do that enough nowadays. No, I, mean, I love that. I mean, I think that was cut a lot when it when it was originally. First. Yeah, it was pretty squibby the first time, but I don't. I think in the original cut, you don't act. There's you see him led on the table with Delta, yeah. the model of Delta City, and he's being plugged. Plugged, and you don't. I don't think you see that in the original. He, I mean, he is really shooting the hell out of it yeah. when on that table. Um, I love it. It's brilliant. But I don't know what the what, what's, what's the programming. What's what was the programming in AD two hundred nine? Put you down. Put down your weapon. It's pretty bad. He's not. He's not put that. Well, they. Ex- he did put down his weapon. He did put down his weapon. Yeah. <laughs> he thought he didn't. And it's, it's rubbish. Just... You don't. He can't. <laughs> Mark. It can't walk downstairs. Right. Why is it, it roaring like a lion? It's worse than a Dalek. It can't walk walk downstairs. Why is it roaring like a dark like a lion? But then, the that, but then that would be a sensible... If you were going to make a crowd control 
machine yeah. to scare people into behaving. That would, but then when it falls down the stairs, it's squealing like a pig. Yeah, that doesn't make any sense. <laughs> yeah, they, yeah, um, yeah, you're right. So, um, yeah, so Ed two oh nine. It's basically two big guns with no brain. Yeah, it's rubbish. It does look um, great though. So that gives Bob Morton, Miguel Ferrer's character, the opportunity to get in with his plan yeah. of RoboCop. Um, the whole. Um, the whole sequence where we've seen Murphy die. Murphy's yeah. been horribly killed doesn't by... They, doesn't they say that he's... Because he's, they're already running the cops, aren't they? OCP, yeah. yeah they've got he's, the he's already moved suitable candidates into where they know they're going to get... There's a higher chance of them dying. Yeah. Which is even going back to, yeah. But then there's, but then there's that whole irony that, um, at, you know, as the film plays out, um, OCP are in charge of the cops, right? Yeah. And like any contractor, you put in a low bid to get the contract. Yeah. And then when you get the contract, you're like, yeah, we've got to save money. We can't do it for that. We need to cut, 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 cut. So the police, they're overworked. Yeah. They're understaffed. Uh, they're undersupplied. And they're all striking. They've had enough. They're yeah. getting to the point where they want to strike. Now, we... Find out as the film goes on that Dick Jones is employing Clarence Boddicker to do his dirty work for him here and there. Yeah. And Clarence Boddicker is the biggest problem in old, one of the biggest problems in old Detroit. Yeah. Old Detroit, they want to destroy in level because they want to build Delta City. Yeah. So you've got the whole thing whereby, like, one company is in control. Of that whole, every side of that. You know what I mean? They control the villains. They control the cops. They can, if they want that area to be like chaos, then they defund the police. The criminals take over. Yeah. Um, And they're in charge of the criminals. Yeah. Um, So that's kind of an, I mean, that's kind of an interesting. For the most wanted man in old Detroit, Clarence Bodica, I've got a penchant for just wandering around. Office buildings, chatting up ladies. He, he gets some of the best lines. Um, Bitches, leave. Is one of my favourites. Um, when he... The worst cocaine factory in the world. Yeah. And I'll tell you why in a minute. But that bit in there, when they all pull guns out and they're pointing at everyone and he's going, guns, guns, guns. Yeah. <laughs> it's quite funny. Um that why, is is the, it, why, why is it the worst cocaine factory? That is the worst cocaine factory in the world. They've got like a they've got like a assembly line. Yeah. And you'll notice that the cocaine is, is supposed to be dropping into vialed bottles. Right. In every shot you see of it, the cocaine is missing the bottle. Is it? Yeah, it's terrible. Some of it might go in. Bulk of the cocaine, it's not even going in the bottle. Only a nerd would see that. Well, it, but it's terrible. <laughs> it is an absolutely terrible cocaine. They should do what that guy did in New Jack City, just have everyone in there working naked. Well, um, so uh, so we we're getting a little bit ahead. So we got to the point. Basically, Murphy's dead. Yeah. Um, there's that great. Is it? It's kind of a montage, isn't it? Where yeah. you're basically you're seeing them work on him. You think he's dead, but then you see static, and you're basically seeing it from his point of view. He's basically head in the jar at this point, isn't he? Yeah, 
Well, you don't know, do you? Because you're seeing it from this point of view, but you're just seeing the people that are coming in and out of his... Like bringing his arms in and that. Yeah. Uh, or take or removing his arms, and they're screwing in, like, a new, like, uh, viewer onto his yeah. face. Um, and the... The sci- Maybe it's just where I am right now, Mark, but the scientist lady really stuck out to me what, more. she kissed him? With the big glasses. Yeah. Well, I don't know. She just won me over. She didn't really want him to lose his arm. <laughs> she did. She was like, we, good news, we can... Yeah, so we can keep I, the arm. Yeah. yeah. Get rid of it. She, I, I, she looked good in those big glasses. Very um, easy glasses. So that whole sequence is brilliant, mm. by the way. Um, the other thing I liked... Sorry, I'm jumping in. No, no, it's fine. But um, it goes on then to... to the, you, they, they call him up and he's walking. Um, to, they're taking him to the police station. The first time you see him, you don't actually see... He's on a That's video, right. yeah, video yeah, screen. Very first time. And you just yeah. get a slight glimpse of his head as he goes yeah. past his video screen. I think that, that's very effective because you're like... And then, uh, well, then, in, in later on, when he's at the police station, first you see him behind frosted glass. Yeah. So you can't, and all the coppers are rushing to get a glimpse. Yeah. You can't sneak and up on anyone with his heavy feet. No, no, no. Yeah, stealth mode isn't an option. <laughs> that, point, um, that that that's clever. That's clever filmmaking. That's kind of really setting up because you want to see. Yeah, yeah. You know, in watching it now after we've seen it so many times, you forget that as yeah. a kid. But when you were young watching it, you were like, oh, I, just, oh, I, want to, I want to see it. Oh, what's it look like? Um, and when you do, he does look good. Do I think he still looks good. Do you prefer the way he looks or the way the remake looks? Oh, the way he looks. The remake's terrible. <laughs> yeah, I know, but the way he, I'm not all about the film, just the way he looks. I, I like the way he looks. It's, um, it's like having an iPhone and an old car phone in it. Yeah, I know what you mean. But he, yeah, he looks like he was built in Detroit. Yeah, in a, yeah. Do you know, um, <laughs> you know how a lot, uh, you know how a lot of this film hinges really on uh, Detroit being basically, um, it was it was a uh, industrial town, mm. and industry had gone. Well, and I mean, this time. was this was even in like nineteen eighty seven. You know, the town was dying. Yeah. And how many? I I did look on. I did look online, but was it 23 years after this film, Detroit did actually, the city did actually file for bankruptcy. Really? Yeah. No, that is an actual thing. I think it's 20, 23. Does the city do that? Well, if they ain't got no money. Okay. <laughs> um, it's America. America mm. seems, a lot of things that happen in America you wonder about, but that is an actual fact. Um, Detroit was bankrupt. I mean, Detroit now is... Well, it's like a wasteland. I mean, even back... I mean, you think... Um, it was eight, mile, eight miles in the Detroit area, wasn't it? Yeah, it was Axel Rose, Axel Foley from Detroit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Detroit, I guess, was always seen as a kind of a rougher... It was an industrial town, wasn't it? So I guess it was always kind of seen as a bit of a, a blue-collar town. Do you yeah, know what definitely. I mean? Like a bit rough and ready. It was where they built all the cars, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Motor City. Yeah. Um, but since RoboCop, Detroit is, I mean, it's... Even worse. Even worse. Even worse. How it is now, I don't know. I mean, I don't, I mean, like I said, it was, 
I mean, that was a that was a good few years back that it declared bankruptcy. So, I, I, well, I hope they're all right. I guess there are still people living there. Well, I would imagine so. Maybe they need... If they actually had Robocop there... Yeah, maybe that would sort of make... You had issues with Robocop's first day on the job. Well, they take him um, to the shooting range. They take him from the uh, shooting range where everybody's going, wow, look at him. There's no, like... They don't do any road tests with him. They just... He goes, get this man a car. And he throws him the keys, he catches the keys, and he just drives off. He's got his directives, though. He's got his three directives. Well, four directives. Yeah. Yeah, they snuck an extra. What are, they, what are three prime directives? They're kind of similar to Isaac As- Asimov's, and they? Because it's... Uh, uh, prote- uh, uphold the, the law. Serve the public trust. Serve the public trust. Uphold the law. Protect the innocent. Yeah. And then there's a secret fourth directive. Yeah. The only... What's that? What? Nothing why are you putting in that face? Because it was the first time I drank alcohol in like six months. <laughs> <laughs> Cut that, Mark. Sorry. You sound like a loser. <laughs> I'm not repeating myself. No. <laughs> That's right. the stick of repetition, not the stick of being cheeky. It's the stick of whatever I say it is. <laughs> right, now listen. So he just goes off in his car, and they've just gone, there he goes, he's the success. Yeah, so it, well, how would you describe his first night on the job? Well, fucking chaos. To yeah. Be honest with you. Yeah. Um, yeah. So some people are getting held up in a, in a 7-Eleven. Yeah, it's an old mum and pop store. An old mum and pop store, and a bad guy comes in, and he is a bad guy because he's got a gun and he's trying to rob him. Now, Robocop comes in. Can I just, sorry, can I just point out at this point... In that shop, when he walks in yeah. and he grabs a comic book, yeah. what you really see predominantly is Rom. Rom. You see a couple of Rom comic books. And Rom right. was a, a, a 80s Marvel licensed comic. It was a whole toy line. And it was basically like a robotic... Cop. Yeah. Oh, right. That's so that... Sorry. Yeah. So, mum and pop store, bad guy comes bad in. Bad guy comes in. Hold him up, trying to get him to open the safe. Opening the safe blah, blah, blah. Robocop comes in. Uh, he has a little speech. Does he give him the 20... He doesn't give him 20 seconds, does he? He's well, in. the bad guy keeps saying, F me, F this terrible dialogue. Yeah. So, um, Robocop picks him up, throws him into a fridge. Bends, bends the end of his gun. Picks him up, throws him through a fridge. Damages the fridge. We don't know whether this guy's alive or dead when he's landed in the fridge. No, no, no. He completely wrecks the fridge. Completely wrecks the guy and the fridge. Gets in his car and drives off. Who's doing the paperwork for that? No, 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 no. Um, he's got no one following him. Yeah, no. And then, I mean, and then later on, when uh, he's at the gas station, and he has a bit of a... We're already aware that there's a ghost in the machine, aren't we? Relatively yeah, early on. Yeah, because he spins his gun. Yeah, and he... Um, there is that. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, That's the first thing. You're like, hang on, there is a little bit of this guy still there because he spins his gun to holster it. Well, that's when his former partner realises... Yeah, she be... yeah, Lewis Twiggs. Hang on, this is Murphy. Um, she didn't recognise his chin, though. Yeah, it seemed, just seemed, <laughs> seems... Ob- why, it's obviously him, isn't it? Why, why have they left the chin out? 
I don't know. Mark, I don't know. It just looked better. I don't know. But he... Um, so... And nobody decides to shoot him in the chin. Yeah, but I don't know that... I don't know that like those fleshy parts were... It almost looked like he was a robot and they just lay, they sort of laid his face. Over the... Yeah. <laughs> Why would they put his face on? I don't know, I don't know. I don't know. Because he could have had full armour on his face. These, I feel like these are areas of the film that aren't really even worth, you know what I mean? Oh, right, come on then. Well, come on. I mean, they, they just wanted him to look cool, didn't they, really? He had to look cool. And if if it, if it you couldn't, see any of his face it would have looked rubbish no emoting yeah I mean he doesn't do a lot of he does do a lot of emoting not with his chin no but he does though with his mouth he does that um, his mouth is very expressive (laughs) it is mate Peter Weller's face is incredibly expressive and that was why they picked him. Because he can do that rigid, stoic, I'm a robot, I don't yeah. move. But then in the scenes where the ghost in the shell is p- becoming prevalent, he's like, hang on, there's more I remember stuff. Yeah. Um, Lewis calls him Murphy. She says, it's you. I, Murphy, it's you. And he's already had a nightmare and he's dreaming about his murder. He's dreaming about his death. Yeah. Um, he's he's haunted by dream, dream, dream about going home, isn't he? Yeah, well, he does go home, doesn't he? He goes back to his own home. Yeah. And his his wife and his kid have left. Um, and he walks around the house and the memories are flooding back to him. And he can't quite... He yes. can't remember them, but he's getting glimpses. You know, there's like a glitch. Yeah, it's a glitch in the system. It's literally like when you have a dream and just wake up. And then five seconds later, your dream is gone. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's quite poignant. But the, yeah, of course it is, and this is um, this is the real clever thing about Robocop. It was like we were talking about earlier, you know. Um, there's a there's something there. There's some part of his humanity left, like a just a little tiny bit of his of, soul. They haven't got rid of it all, basically. I don't believe in a soul, but in the purposes of this movie, it's like there's a bit of him there. And just that bit of him is enough. Maybe they kept the bits of the brain for his motor functions, and a little, because they don't understand the brain fully. Yeah, maybe it kept a little bit of his. And he still needs to eat, doesn't he? Because he, they well, say he earlier on he's got like baby food because of to keep the organic parts. Yeah. So they that all must be part of the system. I don't know how much of him is actually in that torso either. Well, I know, he, I know no, he's no. got new genitalia because that'd be pointless. Well, you feel sorry for him there, really. I think that's the like that. I mean, if you woke up and you were a head on a robot, I think the the loss of your cock is a lasting on your mind. I don't know if I, if every other part of me, but my head and my penis, was cyborg, I could live with that. What would what would you do with your penis? What my human penis? Yes, I would do what humans how do. How ridiculous would you look? Well, it depends how cool the rest of my robotic body looks. I could be taller. I could be more well, I knew muscular. that was coming. Well, I could be. <laughs> I could basically look what like... If they, what like, if they did that to you and you were shorter? What a nightmare. That, oh, yeah, that would be bad. <laughs> oh, Christ. Why would they do that? There'd be no well, reason to do that. For fuck's sake. But if I, if one I, chance I had a growing it in. If I could basically look like a DeLorean, yeah. but with my head and brain and my genitalia... Look ridiculous. 
Well, some women would go for that, Mark. No women in the world would go for I that. I think they would. Ever. I think, I don't less know, chance. I think, uh, you'd be surprised, then, Mark. What, do you think you'd have... How to... tall am I? Am I like... I, let's say I'm 6'5". No, no, why, why would a tall robotic man be more sexier than 5 foot 7, 8 you? 8, 5, 8. 5, 8 you? Uh, well, I've... If you Mark, can't get you... women when you're 5 foot 8 and human, you're not going to get a woman when you're fucking <laughs> 6 foot 2 and a metal man. Just because you're I, 16. At the minute, I feel my chances would be improved well, if I was a cyborg. They wouldn't. That's how bad it's been, Mark. They, they wouldn't, Jamie. <laughs> <laughs> a fully robotic me with a human cock. And head. It's and my head. face and head and brain. How often are you popping your cock out? What use would it be? Well, I'd be res- I'm still... In, my head is still there. So I'm you're still, still in control. You're still not stood there with a metal body yeah. with a stiffy. Well, if I was naked, I'd probably I'd wear something to cover my. So I probably have like a plate. You have like a plate that you could unscrew. Oh uh, yeah, girls when you really, need, really oh, I need turn my... out. Yeah, that really turns a lady on. Let me just unscrew my fucking. <laughs> panel. Mark, there would be some. La- <laughs> Mark, there are some ladies that would go wild for that. Oh, I've got a number seven Allen key. I just need to pop this panel off, love. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> oh that's my human penis. Well, what's that attached to? Well, have you still got your like, balls? Yeah, I guess they're there. So you've got your... What do they do? Well, they're all wired up. Wired up? To bits. <laughs> yeah, you know. I don't... Don't get into the specifics. Yeah, no, okay. <laughs> Sexy Robocop is a... Yeah, is a... Okay. Um, I'm just looking through my notes. Uh, we talked about the shit cocaine factory. Yeah. Ow. Terrible... They don't know what they're doing with cocaine in that place. I don't... Do you know what I mean? That stuff's expensive. And they're literally just... They're flinging it around. Just just see, yeah, yeah, it's like... We've done that. All right, okay, all right. Um, Ed 209. Clarence Bodica, Best Lines. Yeah. We've talked about Robocops. Just really... He's got like a real disregard for, for like due process. Yes, you he know? has. Um... Like I said before, who's filling out all that? Who's doing the paperwork for that? You don't see him do any paperwork no. at all, at all. No. And I mean, we did say we I, did see this earlier, but I feel I'm expanding. His first night on the job, I mean, he punches a guy. He punches like I mean, right, the guy's gone crazy, but he punches a politician through like a pane glass window. On his first night. Yeah, two stories up. He's holding oh, the mayor. Yeah, yeah, yeah he just yeah, punches yeah. that guy through the bloody window. Yeah, and walks off. Yeah. Um, he also, I mean, he does stop, he does save that lady from being raped. Yeah, I mean, from, that's from the sex attack, yeah. yeah. Uh, but then he just get, he shoots him, gets in his car and goes. Yeah, he, don't you just say, I'll notify a rape counsellor? Yeah. He's pretty cold. He's pretty robotically cold. Yeah. Maybe, yeah. <laughs> What were OCP thinking? thinking. <laughs> what were they doing? What were they thinking? Their products are crap. Yeah, terrible. I wouldn't buy anything by OCP. They can't even do a proper memory wipe. No. 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 Um, I did like the scene where um, Bodica gets uh, that young executive and he just he plays him a recording of, <laughs> of Dick telling him why he's about to kill him. Yeah. <laughs> and then he pulls the uh, he pulls the pin out of that hand grenade in a particularly yeah. disturbing 
It's all tongue, isn't it? How he pulls the yeah. pin out. I like the way they put a timer on the grenade, just so you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's pointless. There's no point in having a timer on a grenade. Slightly futuristic. Yeah. Yeah, time grenade. Um, uh, we've got to talk about matey falling out a window. What, his super long arms? Yeah, what were they thinking? I that? don't know. Why are his arms so long? It's a terrible effect. So, we, uh, let's just say... Uh, it's a denouement. Yeah. So, um, Robo... Well, we've got to say, explain what the fourth directive is. Oh yeah, so the fourth directive is uh, Robocop cannot arrest any employee of OCP. None of them. Um, so, and that comes to like uh, midway through the film yeah. where uh, he goes to arrest Dick Jones. He comes out the worst of it. Ed 209. He ends up beating Ed 209, but he's pretty messed well, no, up. He, he beats him up when he comes back. Ed 209 kicks the shit out of him the first time, doesn't he? Yeah, pretty much. There's a great bit where, uh, because Ro- because he's contravened Directive Four, he's almost sort of going through a shutdown, and he? he's yeah. almost having like a bit of a yeah. Kind he of, needs a control alt delete. Yeah, reboot. So he's going a bit doolally. How did you do that, Robocop? I have no idea. Just I dread to think where you, where the reboot <laughs> button is on it. Is it um, like three keys? Is is it? <laughs> Not bollock. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Control alt delete on yeah. Robocop. Um but there's that great bit where he's getting beaten up by a two oh nine and then he just he grabs that one arm, doesn't he? And he's like and he bends the arm the shooting arm back yeah. round into Ed 209's face. Um and really down to Peter Weller's performance, you're with him mm-hmm. through I mean, you love Robocop from the moment No uh, yeah. I mean you know what I mean you you care about the guy and when you come to realise that he it's a machine haunted by a murdered man yeah that adds more to it and that whole bit uh, with Ed 209 and then when the police turn against him because I mean he basically gets shot to hell by his own police yeah. force well some of them refuse to shoot him yeah um. which is when Lewis saves him and then they go to the like the abandoned industrial shithole refinery yeah where like the final shootout takes place sayonara robocop yeah i'm sure that place has turned up in other films you know yeah 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 it looks like it was in batman it does look like it was in batman is it a real place i don't know it doesn't look, it it's looks a bit like a matte painting doesn't it and some when you yeah. see it in long shot I don't, I don't know look some of it looks a bit it looks effective anyway it's mad how even back then when they were filming that that aesthetic of like um, just an old a really busy industrial town which ain't busy anymore mm. and just full of like empty industrial and I mean Detroit must look like that now I would think you if you went I mean you know I, I'm being pretty ignorant here but I'm guessing if you went to Detroit now. There would be a, a whole lot of industrial spaces like that. I've got no idea. No, I don't really. But there's no manufacturing there quite like it was. And I mean, no, that no, was no. The heart, that was well, the there's heart no of manufacturing the in this country like there was. Mm. Um, yeah, so yeah, we're, we're a completely different country now to what we were in the 70s and 80s. Completely. Oh, God, yeah. We all are. So, um, 
And well, so are we kind of getting. Through, I'm pretty much done with Robocop. Aren't we? Are you much more. Do you we're just gonna, we're gonna do the denouement. Denouement. Do you want to say about that? I love it. It, make, it. I could almost have a tear in my eye. Just well, thinking he, he about it. He deals with. Um, he deals with the Clarence Bodegadak gang. Yeah, I mean they're all just. Yeah. Yeah. They ain't um, the real villain. They're not the real villain. So he, he goes again to see um, Dick and the boss. And instead of trying to arrest him, he plays him a tape of him confessing that he's killed this other guy. Yeah. He, when he, Bob, where he kills Bob. When he kills Bob. And uh, when he does all his evil plan. He explained all his evil plan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I had to kill Bob <laughs> because he created you. Yeah. And uh, he plays it in front of all the executives. And uh, the old man fires him. Dick, you're fired. Yeah. Well, he holds him at gunpoint. Yeah. And he says, Dick, you're fired. He says, thank you. And Directive 4 just... Disappears. Yeah. And he just shoots him four times. Yeah. <laughs> and he falls out of a window. And it's the worst... Why are his arms so it's, long? It's the worst puppet you've ever seen. His arms are, like, longer than his body. He looks like Mr. Tickle falling out of a window. Yeah. I Whether never noticed I'm, that before. That was the, Today was the first time I'd ever noticed that. I watched it this afternoon. Really? Yeah, I never I noticed that his arms were that ridiculous. They were ridiculously long arms. It's always like they've done it on purpose. I don't, <laughs> why would they have done that on purpose? <laughs> well, they must have watched that and gone, well, that's all right. We'll use that one. But that all leads to really what... And I think from what I've read about the film in various you know places over the years... I think the ending was kind of hashed out there and then. They didn't really have a set ending. Right. And it is kind of cheesy, but the old man, the boss of OCP, looks up to Robocop and says, Ah, that was good shooting, son. What's your name? And he Mur- just... Murphy. Murphy. And that, doesn't that just make yeah, you want to... Yeah, it just ends. But don't you want to cheer? Don't you want to stand up and cheer? Because then you realise that... All, all of the action nonsense, all of the gore, all of the comic book stuff. The film had been about that. It's been about a bloke who was killed and was wrongly resurrected as some kind of mindless automaton. But yeah. there was some part of him that just refused to die. Well, refused to die. He's got to go for a bit of counselling now, surely. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't know that he does because he knows who he, he, knows who he is. Yeah, but you, you know, you I'm, got, I'm yeah, but Robocop, I'm Murphy. If you woke up, like I said before, I'm repeating myself now, if you woke up as a head on a body, you'd need some counselling to deal with it, wouldn't you? I'm getting the stick, Mark. Thanks, mate. <laughs> but you'd need <laughs> some counselling, wouldn't you? <laughs> yeah, you yeah. You shouldn't go, oh, I'm, I'm Jamie. I'm not like I was, like, three weeks ago. I'll but just then, crack on with my life with no cock. Yeah, I'm sure there would be... Reper- <laughs> I'm sure that it would be a rocky road ahead of him, but he knew who he was. He'd regained... Surely I must be going, fucking turn me off. Yeah, yeah. Turn me off. Yeah, okay. Uh, yeah, I'm Murphy, now turn me off. Yeah, yeah. turn me off. I'm, I'm done with this. Did you ever watch the remake? Uh, I don't think I got all the way through it. Terrible, isn't it? It's Joe Kinnaman, isn't it? Yeah, it's just- I couldn't get through it, mate. No, I couldn't. I don't, I don't know. I, just... I can remember Samuel L. Jackson uh, poncing around. I was so incensed with just the whole aesthetic of it before I'd even watched it. Well, why did you watch it then? Because, because it's Robocop. You think, 
I felt like I hated it already. Yeah, but why did you watch it? Because I, you've got to give it a fair shake, you know, just because I felt like what I What remake hate. has ever been made that you've liked? Well, there's been loads. What, that better than the originals? Hills of Eyes, The Fly, The Thing. Well, yeah, yeah, no, I'll give you that. <laughs> yeah. But when you, when you saw Halloween was being made, you went, Ugh. But you probably went, well, I'll give it a fair shake, it's Rob Zombie. Yeah. I can't, At least he I made couldn't it even tell you who made the Robocop remake. Uh, no, I couldn't. No, I don't think I could. Total Recall? Oh, yeah, they made a remake of that. Why what? would they remake that? I don't know. And, um, they don't go to Mars in that one, though. Is it remake. Colin... Fr- they don't go to Mars? They don't go to Mars, no. They don't go to Mars in the original story. But then... But then, really, you don't really know that he does go to Mars in the... Yeah. Really, well, do you? Left, no, yeah. yeah, it's all left up in the air. Yeah, that's that was a bit of a um, ambiguous. That's all part of it, isn't yeah. it? Really. So you don't know, really. Yeah. Is is it really happening, or is it all just what he wanted them to implant in his memory is a holiday? And it, that's what it could have been. Oh yeah, that was what I asked for. Yeah. It was a sci-fi spy adventure on Mars. That was what I paid for. Yeah. As soon as they plugged him in, that's when it all went wrong. Yeah. Or was his wife trying to kill him. Yeah. <laughs> Considering a divorce. <laughs> That's Sharon Stone as well. Isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Considering a divorce. I like Total Recall. So, uh, okay, so Robo, Robocop, Robocop. Classic, Robocop, five stars. Classic, five stars. What a movie. Uh, yeah. Little bit dated now. No. Uh, the, the remake doesn't come anywhere near <coughs> it. Nor do the Fuck four phase and sequels and. Um, I kind of like Robocop 2. It's all right. It's nowhere near that good. Um, Tom Noonan is a good villain in Robocop 2. Yeah, I think the... the yeah. Tom Noonan and the, the villain... He's good. The villain... Is it, is it... Do they make him a cop as well? Yeah, well, he becomes a cyborg at the end. Tom Noonan becomes... Like, I can't remember what they call it, but he becomes... Is he supposed like to be a, a cop, though? I can't quite remember. It's a long time since I've seen it. It's very convoluted. I remember the, the, the plot of it. It's very convoluted. There's a bit where there's is a there kid. Trying, there's trying, a young kid... Trying to shoots Robocop and Robocop can't. Yeah, I, I can't remember. I but can't they're remember. they're trying to um, they're trying to make Robocop obsolete, aren't they? Yeah. And they're trying. I think they they run through this thing where there's lo- they do loads of demonstrations of new ones and they don't work. Oh yeah, that bit's great. <laughs> they all fall. Sort of just shoot themselves in the head, don't yeah. they? And they will just like explode and just yeah. I, I would watch Robocop 2 again. I don't think I ever got through Robocop 3 all the way through. Oh, no, no, no. Because it... Give him wings. Well, then it all went a bit, like, TV. No, yeah, it went P- in PG. Robocop 3's PG. PG, yeah. Because, I mean, kids loved it. And, I mean, why wouldn't they? Robocop's... Every yeah. kid would love Robocop. But well, then there was like TV movies. And, I yeah. mean, like I said to you, if you've got, if you've got Amazon Prime, there's, like, loads of, like, mini-movie or TV movies and... Is it Robert Burke? Robert Burke played played him, I think. Yeah, I think for a, I think a couple of people have played him. I think there was two mini series of it, and honestly, mate, there's loads of episodes on that. But it's um, I see what you I know what you're saying. It's the kids loved it, so they watered it down. But um, well, it doesn't take anything away from the original movie, which is, is, is a, a no, bon- not at all, a bona fide classic. I think. Um, because of the age I watched it, a oh, lot of it I was 
you know, like when you're of an impressionable age, some yeah, film. No, it's, it's why like things like Predator stick in your mind, and and for, for me, Terminator and Alien. I and think that. I think with RoboCop, really, it's why I've always been distrustful of capitalism. I've hate I hate companies. Anytime I've worked in a company, I've hated that kind of company mentality, that corporate kind of. Um, oh yeah, we're here. We're all here for the company, but they're not. They're all there for themselves. Oh no, I can and they're all that. trying yeah, to, yeah, you know. I, I oh no, no. All I care about is the company. And it's bullshit, you know. People are that company capitalist system brings the work can bring the worst out in people. Yeah, it, and we the we've thing seen it, can, it. You know, the other thing it can do is you find yourself being brainwashed by it. Not me, not me, buddy. <laughs> no way. Right, we have done loads of time so far. Yeah, okay. Five stars. Five stars. Are we going to the book nook? Yeah. Oh, do we well, want to you... talk about um, the new Predator film quickly? Yeah, okay. Mark's out of ten for the new Predator film? We do five stars, Mark. This Mark, is oh, the yeah. beat at Max Dungeon. Right, Mark's out of five for the new Predator film. Three. Three? Really? Yeah, yeah. You didn't like the first half of it? The first me. 40 minutes was a bit of a drag. And when it got going, it was great. It was an entertaining film, but I'd st- come on, we'd still seen it. It's like it was still just a person versus a predator. Well, all predator films are going to be like that at some point. To some are point. they? Why? I'd like to see an army of predators. I'd like to see. No, I wouldn't. You wouldn't. You don't no. want to see an army of predators no, on the hunt. No. Why would you want to see that? They could be hunt. They could be hunting Nazis. What about what if? In 1941, a gang of eight predators right, getting, land in whoa, Germany whoa, whoa. and they're after Nazis. And you're, you're on the predator's side. Oh, that'd be awesome. That movie sounds awesome, no, no, no. I'd you've, watch that. You've turned into Mr. Internet now. What? Because since this film's come out, this new <laughs> film, the internet's gone mad about where they, where in time they, wow. they, where they can put a Mr. Predator. That would be good if it turned up in Shogun times in Japan. That'd be pretty good. Samurais. Yeah. Samurais versus Predator. Yeah. Cowboys. Oh. Cowboys. Now you're talking. Conquistadors. Oh. Uh, teddy boys. Teddy boys. Yeah. Mods. Rockers. <laughs> Walking down the street, clicking their fingers like West Side Story. <laughs> I love. I mean, I love. Don't get me wrong. I loved all the Predator. The Predator looked great, and the action, the set pieces were brilliant. Yeah. It was brilliant action. Um, I, see, I, I I differ from you because I I like the slow build. I enjoyed that. I enjoyed it's, him it's going long. around. I enjoyed... We knew what we knew what was coming. Yeah, but it's, they've got they've got they've, it's got a, I, I like the way it, he came to this planet. He, he starts off small, yeah, uh, and then he works his way up into the big game. I, I enjoyed that when he yeah. has his, when he has that fight it, it, with you, the bear. You think you know, the bear's having a go because you uh, you get the impression that the predator don't really know no. what is the big he's threat. Look, he's looking for the bigger fish. Yeah, he don't really know what he's looking for. Um, I mean, his weaponry is great. Yeah, the, it's the, the shield. Way. That whole the shield yeah. thing he's got is fantastic. Um, but I, but it still just kind of plays out. Yeah, but like, you're, you're, you were waiting for it to get to the the action bit, weren't you? Yeah, you were impatient to get to the action. But it, but that is what you want in a predator. Well, 
that's generally what we've been led to See, want. I, I watched it. Um, I watched it with my son, and he loved it. Yeah, I bet. And from from that, he wanted to watch the original Arnie one. Yeah. How do you feel about that? Very eighties, Dad. He says very eighties. But did he like it? Yeah, he likes it. Did he mention the fear of ven- vagina dentata? No, nope, we're going to cut that out. We're not going <laughs> that road. That is a thing. Yeah, all right. We're not. No, but vagina but dentata lost, is a thing. We lost a whole podcast because of that. Not, not because of vagina dentata. It's got nothing of, to do with vagina dentata at all. It has a little bit. No, it hasn't. It has. Anyway, are we going to the book book? It wasn't because of the vagina. That wasn't right. Right, stop. All right, I'm repeating myself. Stop beating me silly. Right, are we going to the book nook? Yes, okay, Mark. Right, turn like, do it quick. Get through it quick, because we've done an hour and a half so far. Right, okay, so it's that point of the... Okay. It's that time of the evening. Radio 4. I'm lowering my voice. It's that time of the evening where you're maybe lowering the lights. Mark is pulling on his pair of white archival gloves. Uh, He's... He's padding out his pillow as he nestles down into the dimly lit... Get on with it. ...enchanted grotto area of the dungeon that we refer to as Mark's book nook. And once again, we find ourselves at the point where I say, Mark, what have you been reading in your dungeon book nook this week, Mark? I have been reading a book by one of your favourite authors, uh, Jamie... Uh, Joe R. Lansdale. Okay, good work. We uh, reviewed one of his um, films a few weeks back, Bubba Hotep. Well, yeah, he wrote it. He yeah, wrote he wrote the it. book. Yeah, then okay. became, so it, the so short story that then became a film. Yeah, so what are you reading? So I've been reading one of the books you haven't read. It's a later one. You've managed yeah. to... Yeah. You've gone way out of sequence, Mark. Well, I remember having a conversation with you saying... Do I need to watch... Everyone's standing do I need to Do I need to read the Happy Leonard books in order? And you said, no. Well, now you're going... Yeah. Well, but then... Wait, I, I'm, sure that, I'm sure that you've enjoyed the book that you've Very read. Very much so, yes. But a lot of the situations that they're in has unfolded over previous books. So I did yeah. have to start at the beginning. Uh, it well no, they're all self-contained. Yeah, but they're all part of a, a, a longer, bigger, a, a bigger. Yeah, uh, each. Thing. I think you can pick anyone up and still know enough in that book to enjoy it. It's a great book. Lots of twists and turns. Good. The uh, the what? What was it called? You didn't say what uh, it's called. Jack Rabbit Smile. Okay. They're try. They're in obviously they're in East Texas or wherever it is. Yeah, yeah, they yeah. are. Uh, very um, racist area, I would say. Well, as it well as this portrayed in, I don't know the it is now, but in the, the context well, of yeah. this, is I mean, I don't not sure when it's set. Yeah, they're a bit I'm not vague, sure. I'm not sure whether it's set now or in the past, but they've got mobile phones, and so it's not um, too long ago, whenever it is. Ha- uh, it's. It, However the situation is in any of the stories, Happen Leonard are always uh, ahead of the game in terms of uh, uh, politics or kind of just how people generally are. Yeah. They, they are always... I mean, they're a couple of hillbilly rednecks, but they're well-read and they are just a 
bit ahead of everyone else. Yeah. Do you, do you know what I mean? Yeah, I think Hub has a conversation with somebody he went to school with, and this other guy he went to school with mentioned that Hap crossed the colour line before he did and he always felt slightly ashamed that it, it took him longer to, to cross have, you know have black friends and sort of thing oh okay and he was always embarrassed and ashamed that it, it took him longer to get to that point oh okay but Hap was always doing it well yeah Hap's Hap but it's a great book it bubbles along nice and quickly I did lend you the first one you've still got my yeah, copy the, of the, the, the very first the very very first one yeah yeah I know I will get to it at some point but I'm reading this one at the moment okay, I'm just right, getting yeah, to I'm the just, end of it no, now. Not, it's, yeah, a, it's a great it's a great book Jamie. I'm, I'm glad, glad you like it I thought at least the least I could do was at least read a book body off of you like with the two main characters that you like they are yeah, no I'm, I'm sorry I'm, I appear that I'm getting shit now because of it because no you're not no no not at all no I'm sorry no I'm not sorry no I'm sorry I'm sorry what I mean is I'm I just wish you'd started at the start well I didn't so there we go but you liked it yes I enjoyed so it so you would read more yeah I would read more okay did you finish it I'm just about to finish it now. So you don't. So it hasn't. The mystery hasn't been resolved. No, 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 no. no. Is there a mystery? Yeah, there's a mystery. Because they are quite good. There's a missing girl. There's a missing girl. It turns out that you think that she's one thing, and then oh, she's not. She's been hanging around. There's a bit more to her. Yeah, there's a lot more to her. Have Have Happen Leonard got into a fight yet? What with each other? No, with other people. Uh, They seem to get in a few scuffles. Yeah. 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 Um, and they're badasses, aren't they? I love that. Yeah, Leonard's a bit of a badass. Leonard is super badass. Yeah, and uh, we should say Leonard is the gay, the gay character. Yeah. Um. So it's sub- it's always subverting like traditional male views. Yeah. You know, um, like the, the American view of like a good old boy. Yeah. Is being right wing and Hap isn't right wing at all. No. He's not a hippie, but he's pro- he's a liberal guy. Yeah. And say, you know, Leonard obviously is black, is grown up in Texas, so you kind of come to realise that he's probably always maybe seen a bit of racism and stuff. And he's gay. Yeah. Um but the friendship between him and Hap. Yeah, it's great. Um, and they're, I mean, they're really antagonistic to one another. Oh, yeah. And, and it's because they love, it's because they love one another. That's like me and you. Well, we're not quite as antagonistic as them two. I mean, they really, <laughs> I mean, they really do wind each other up. No, no it's a great book. I, I, will, I will read more. Uh, is there anything else you want to discuss in this week's? No, not really. Uh, what about, uh... No, not really. I'm going to go to the cinema and watch Nope. Well, I've got the kids' week this weekend, so... Oh, OK. Um, maybe Sunday night, but then I don't want to ruin my last Sunday night and the weekend off. Yeah, are you looking forward to seeing it? Do you want to uh, see, I'm not sure. Want... I didn't like Us think... so much. I like I like Get Out. I, Us Us was a bit arty-farty. Well, it's a bit me- metaphorical, isn't it? Yeah, a little bit. Um... What about, uh, we talked about Prey, didn't we? Have you watched any of The Sandman yet on Netflix? No, I'm not sure whether I will or not. Well, if you're a fan of the comics, I would say watch it. It work, still works better in a comic. Right. I love the comics. Um, I would say try the TV show. Um, 
Uh, should we do a bit of a teaser for next week's? Because no. we already know what we're doing. No, we won't. But we do know what we're doing. On, we've banged on for an hour and a half now. No teaser, folks. See no. you next week. Bye, Mark. <laughs> Bye, everyone. Time's up. <laughs> what are we doing next week? Only the best runaway train movie of all time. Oh, Thomas the Tank Engine. Right, right. See you next week, everybody. <laughs> Bye-bye. Say goodbye, Jamie. Bye, everyone. Jamie and Fortress Betamax Dungeon.